1901, a woman by the name of Annie Taylor climbed into a barrel so that she could ride that barrel over Niagara Falls, the first person to do so. The reason for her crazy endeavor? She was struggling to make ends meet, and she was hoping for fame and financial security. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, a faith and family mortgage team that tries to improve your financial outlook without having to ship you over a 170-foot waterfall. Our mortgage team happens to be an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls. There's no middleman. This advantage often allows us to get you a better rate, which can save you monthly and lifelong money through a refinance, or help you with a cash-out refinance, cashing out some of your home's equity to use for life. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Melville Park Road, Melville, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Corporate NMLS number 1330. Equal housing lender. Not licensed in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, and Utah. Well, you're going to really enjoy um, this next interview. We're going to be speaking with Cheryl Pelton Lutz. And uh, she's written a book. It's called Securely Held, Finding Significance and Security. Security in the shelter of God's embrace. And Cheryl is a Light University certified biblical counselor, a trained and seasoned Bible teacher, an inspirational speaker. She's a retired pastor's wife, and she's a contributor to Rights for Him, Stories of Living Hope, and that's a compilation of stories. She loves equipping women to overcome insecurity and people-pleasing and discover their true identity as God's daughters. And that's what she's talking about today. Cheryl, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Good morning. I'm so excited to be here and, and share with, with those listening. So Cheryl, one of the things that you have shared is that you'd found yourself previously making other people idols. What were some of the different red flags that had popped up where you were aware that you were making other people your idols? Yes, I had operated that way for so long that I didn't recognize it. But the and the symptoms, the root cause of, you know, making people idols, the, but the symptoms of people pleasing, um, being so preoccupied with other people's opinions and letting that form, you know, so much of, of what you're doing and then carrying burdens that aren't yours to carry, just taking on everybody's stuff completely instead of just coming along beside the, you know beside them mm. is what scripture teaches and so it it uh it shows that you have made people more important than god without realizing it and you know cheryl that's something that we sometimes do and we mask it in terms of this is what a good christian is supposed to do right we're supposed to um, help other people and consider others um, as as more important than us. Even how do we? What's the balance here? Yes, it's it takes a lot of study and just really praying to walk in the Spirit. You know, we need the Holy Spirit to show us the difference because when we are, I came to a place of complete physical, spiritual, and emotional exhaustion from carrying all the things and that that you know rendered me <laughs> incapacitated which mm -hmm. of course the enemy loves that and we know that that's not what our father wants for us and Jesus is the one 
the burden bearer. We want to point people to him. And when we step in all the time and take things on that we aren't called to do, people look to us instead of Christ. And we were never meant to be Jesus. We're to be his hands and feet, not him. (laughs) Wow. What a great distinction. That's a good balance right there. Be Jesus' hands and feet. Go where he's directing you to go. Do what he's directing, but realize it's him who's bearing the burden. And you had mentioned that some of your core issues had to do with a complex relationship with your dad. How How did your father issues manifest in your relationship with God? Yes. And so, and I will preface by saying, you know, I love my father. I love my father. He he passed away from cancer at age 70, so he's no longer here. But he was a product of a dysfunctional family and some PTSD and um, some mental health struggles that he hadn't addressed. And so that came into his parent. He was parenting from hurt. <laughs> and so I learned a method of just trying to toe the line all the time and not set off anger, you Mm -hmm. know, Mm -hmm. walk the line. And I didn't realize how I transferred that to an unhealthy fear of my Heavenly Father, (laughs) Mm -hmm. just only seeing Him as the righteous judge, which is true, but only seeing Him that way and not as the tender shepherd, which the Word says he is for those who are in a relationship with his son. And so I was, again, the, 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 I understood, you know, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. But as far as, as God the Father, there was just a disconnect in my understanding of him as a loving shepherd. And I, you know, I was teaching Bible study. I was teaching women and um, who they are in Christ and understanding their identity, not even realizing that I had that disconnect that was coming out in the symptoms I, I spoke of earlier of the people pleasing perfectionism, striving to prove an earth, you know, prove myself to an earthly father and then transferring that, trying to prove myself to my heavenly father. Cheryl Pelton Lutz. She is an author, a biblical counselor, a trained seasoned Bible teacher. And today she's sharing about her own journey through people pleasing to really being able to rest securely with God. And Cheryl, thank you so much for your transparency. It's not easy to be a pastor's wife. It's definitely not easy to tell your story of of when you, you know, kind of uh, just struggled with some of these things. But, you know, in the in the Christian community, you say people-pleasing is epidemic. Say more about that. Yes, because, again, we, we just, we Christianize these, the striving that the world is doing, striving for approval, striving to prove themselves, striving, you know, to be perfect. And we, we just Christianize it. We start doing it in our Christian circles. And it's just so exhausting and detrimental when our primary concern is pleasing people and meeting their expectations because it's impossible. Mm. <laughs> and what pleases someone one day upsets them the next. You know, it's always changing. You can never find the system. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and, 
And so it's just stepping back and my passion is just to help uh, women and men as well that are just stuck in that cycle of, of people pleasing and perfectionism that that is not what our Heavenly Father wants for us. You know, He has told us you know, that we are His masterpiece created in Christ Jesus for good works, which the Father prepared before, beforehand for us to walk in. And so just learning to let grace set the pace <laughs> as we walk in the good works He's already prepared for us. And if that pleases people, Praise God. And if it disappoints them, that's okay if we are walking in the Father's good pleasure. Well, Cheryl, I know that God's not caught off guard by our people-pleasing tendencies and how we can unfortunately put that ahead of him. So I'm, I'm just curious, what's been some of the biblical wisdom you've been able to find? Is there a specific verse that can kind of help like guide us out of this bad habit? Mm-hmm. Well, the verse that... Um, turned my heart around and just drives my ministry is actually a, a verse in uh, Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy thirty three twelve, and it's when Moses was blessing the 12 tribes of Israel, and it says about Benjamin, he said, let the beloved of the Lord rest secure in him, for he shields him all day long, mm. and the one the Lord loves rests between his shoulders. And so stepping back and seeing he calls us beloved, that we are beloved. And when we start our identity from the fact that we are beloved of God the Father and that we are secure, it's hard to rest (laughs) when you don't feel secure. But we are secure and in God. And whatever happens to this body, our soul is safe. <laughs> mm. And so rest secure in Him, and He, and he is our shield. Mm. And Cheryl, if this is kind of, this is the name of your ministry as well, right? Securely held. Is, is this what you are teaching other women, and, and maybe men, I don't know, but at least women, about what it means to be securely held? Yes, exactly. It's that... Um, picture of of the good shepherd because when i first when it said rest between his shoulders i thought what does that mean and it's the lamb across the shoulders of the good shepherd being securely held and just if we can get our minds to that place um and johnny erickson tata i was listening to her teach one time about you know women who are really and men of two, of course, but struggling to understand forgiveness completely through the sacrifice of Christ and still carrying around shame and sin. And and she said, you know, if you're feeling like your sin is too great for Christ to forgive you, she said, crawl up the cross and tell him it wasn't enough. And, mm. oh, that is mm. just so powerful. So I... I switch that now and I say, ladies, gentlemen, crawl up the cross and tell them it's enough and and just be securely held in what he has done for us. 